0: Nature has provided you with cleverly constructed, flexible arches formed by the bones and joints which constitute the framework of the human foot. Every time the foot is brought down, this framework absorbs the shock of contact with the ground and supports your weight. But an incorrectly fitted shoe will nullify all nature's good intention. A shoe which is too small compresses the foot and prevents natural action. It will, in time, deform the foot. If shoes are fitted properly, the inside edge will be straight. There will be about half the breadth of the thumb between the tip of the great toe and the end of the shoe, and plenty of width. If your feet are tender and tired from unaccustomed marching, toughen them up by soaking them in cold water to which salt has been added. Be careful to dry thoroughly between the toes powder is helpful, and it should be used in the morning as well as after bathing. You are less likely to get athlete's foot if the skin is dry.
1: Episode number two hundred and eleven of Blast Points is Jason. This is Gabe, and I'm Tom Spina.
2: Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, surprise! <laughs> He's back. Uh, I, this is one of those ones. You guys, you guys teased this at me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we, a long
3: time. We, we, a long time. We figured we'd have to ease you into this one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the the BG song, I started
1: a joke. Like, it started as a joke. <laughs> like, yeah, well, just be ready when we do Star
2: Wars feet. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and anybody else would just be like, oh, they're kidding. That's a joke. Like They're not going to, you know. I put 211 episodes in, and uh, that well starts to get pretty dry. You know? <laughs>
3: We've been practicing all this time just to be ready for Star Wars Feet.
2: That's right. This is, yes, every, all of the the 210 episodes up till now, it has all led to this. This is your moment, guys. I'm just proud I could be here to
1: see it. It's a wild time, but one thing, you know, a lot of things, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty, but one thing we are certain of, the world
2: needs Star Wars
1: Feet right now.
2: I, I am a big believer to get like borderline serious for a minute. Though I am a big believer in escape. I think the whole—you're not into science fiction and space fantasy and space opera and you know every, all all the trappings that come along with that if you don't like the idea of escape. And I think you know certainly in the situation that the world finds it's in right now, uh, maybe this is maybe this is what they need. I mean, maybe not this specific, maybe not Star Wars Feet specific, but like Escape in general is what I'm you know. saying. Pe-
3: people want answers and at least they can get answers to Star Wars Feet. That's right. We'll take whatever answers we uh, can get.
2: Uh, <laughs>
1: Can't be picky nowadays.
2: No. Uh, so how does, how does Star Wars Feet begin?
3: Star Wars Feet are a special treat. Because you don't always get to see the feet of the characters in Star Wars. A lot of times it's waist up for for practical reasons, for story reasons. So whenever you get a glimpse of a good, juicy Star Wars foot, it's a special time.
1: It's rare. It's a rare sight. Because <laughs> well, it's It's an intriguing concept. But then when you start really just without getting out the reference books and really thinking about it, you're like, well, Especially on the alien side of things, well, what Star Wars feet have we seen? There's a couple you could name off the top of your head, but that's only two. And this is a huge, giant Star Wars galaxy.
2: Are, are, I feel like this is a fetish all of a sudden. <laughs> it didn't feel <laughs> that way going in. But right? here's, it's, it's here's The word <laughs> juicy was used, and that troubles
3: me. It's, <laughs> like, it's whatever you want it to be, Tom. It's
2: that <laughs> feeling when you're in October and you're going into the pumpkin patch to pick your pumpkin, but it's too... Damp outside, and your foot squishes into the ground.
3: Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Star Wars boots in mud is the next episode. That's not this one. Tom. <laughs>
1: oh goodness! Well, it, before before we get started in the, into the into the beautiful world of uh, oh, and also here's a tip: don't ever Google Star Wars feet. And I know everyone listening will do it, but don't. I we're warning you. You're not gonna like what you find. <laughs> I don't even want to know. But oh, so here's a here's a technical technical question for you, Tom. This is something I was wondering about. When people are doing a let's say a full body like alien suit, and they're when they get down to the casting of the feet department, what sort of support system is given
2: for the feet? So, like, of the actor being cast?
1: Yeah is there is there anything for the comfort? With thinking, well, a
2: person, like if the character has to walk or run. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you always kind of think about that stuff. And, uh, the you, you know, it really gets strange when you're talking about people that have to be in stilts or uh, if they have to have, like, the, the dog leg kind of thing going there. The digigrade stilts where they have that, that bend at the ankle. You know, so you're constantly trying to figure out that a way that that person will be balanced and comfortable. That said... A lot of times, comfort comes almost as a secondary thought, <laughs> and uh, depending who you're dealing with, sometimes you can wind up on set with your feet in something really uncomfortable. But I, I like to think about that, and I think that uh, the the you know some of the better effects folks will keep in mind the fact that their actor has to you know be able to walk after this, not just in it. Mm-hmm. That's What's neat mean. this these days is you know they're they're doing things like having uh, obviously it's really easy to do wire removal and stuff like that so you can have characters that need additional help to balance with wires and rigs or you get these ones where um, oh gosh what was it maybe it was Cabin in the Woods Norman Cabrera did an amazing werewolf for that but it had green screen legs with skinny werewolf legs kind of not you know, like the actor's legs came out of the werewolf's legs at one point and they just had green screen on wherever you weren't supposed to see. And then they would just erase that Mm -hmm. later. Um, you know, there's a lot of really neat stuff done with that. And that's the real beauty of being able to use digital these days is using it as a means to make practical, practical, you know, to make it uh, a a usable effects. and, And then that way you can have that tangible, real thing on set for people to interact with, but you're removing um, a little something later. They do it all the time with BB-8 and stuff like that. It's a a beautiful example of how well that was done.
1: I know. I I got thinking of that. I remember a couple years ago, we were in Seattle. remember when we saw they had a big Marvel display at the museum there. I remember we were looking at, like, Dr. Strange's boots on his costume. And the bottom of his Doctor Strange boots were like New Balance shoes. Yeah, they're g- <laughs> extremely <laughs> yeah. cushioned. And I remember, like, I remember thinking, like, well, wow, wow you could, that makes sense because they're always running and doing stuff. And yeah, that
2: got me thinking of that. Yeah, well, uh, Batman, nineteen eighty nine, they were Nikes. You know, <laughs> um, and uh, I think, yeah, so it was the same for eighty nine and for for ninety one. I was in ninety one when they did Batman Returns. Sounds um, all right. But those are just yeah they're black Nikes and they've even got the swoosh on them it's just black and tougher to, tougher to see, <laughs> but yeah you you find that all the times uh, time in films where you're going through and it's just you find a comfortable pair of shoes you find a lot of like uh, Chucks a lot of you know um, Chuck Taylor. Uh, uh shoes in there. Chewy's feet have a giant pair of chucks in there. I don't know if they're name brand, I would assume off-brand because of the size, but um <laughs> you know you look at the original trilogy the Chewy, Chewy feet, and there's they're they're just big converse type shoes, just canvas shoes, basic tennis shoe bottom, and um surprisingly no lifts. <laughs> like <laughs> I really figured that the, his feet would have had platforms inside when you really get down to it. And there's maybe about an inch of sole underneath his feet in that original Trilogy costume.
1: So would they just build the Chewbacca feet around like the Chuck Taylors or did they slide inside? Or
2: Yeah, they probably sculpted – You know, they, they probably took – if they didn't take a cast of Peter's feet, they probably took a pair of shoes made for him and just sculpted around that to make the uh, initial – you know, underside of the foot and the toes and stuff like that. Um, and then when they do their casting, they either cast it first, hollowed it out, and then glued the foot in, or they might have even uh, glued the shoe in, rather, or they might have even cast the shoe right into the foam rubber. You know, the, the the feet themselves, really, there's so much hair coming down over them from the, the leg and stuff. It's It's amazing just how simple they are. <laughs> And the thing that I I just love that they realized what they had in Peter, you know, and that they didn't think, oh, we've got to make this guy eight feet tall or something like that. They realized, hey, you know what? By the time you put these shoes on him and the mask and then that extra hair on top of the head and the extra forehead height and everything, he's already seven foot six that's gigantic. We're good, you know. Like, um, you see a lot of cosplayers that are trying to make Chewie eight eight and a half feet tall, and it's just like, okay, guys, calm down. You're good, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know.
3: <laughs> Chewbacca's feet changed like from movie to movie, didn't they? That seems like one of the things from the costume that that there's been a bunch of different versions of. Do you know what some of the changes were?
2: So there's definitely there's a little bit of a sculptural change going into Empire Strikes Back on at least one of the sets. The uh, I, from what I can tell, there's one costume in a new hope uh, with two masks uh, one of those masks which and the it's it's neat to watch the first movie and see those two masks are really distinct in how they're done up uh, one of them looks much more butch and ferocious and the other one is a little more of what we were, we're kind of used to the the more butch of the two got reused for the holiday special and turned into mala the other one was what they used as the basis to make the other mask for Empire. So the two masks are much more identical in Empire. And then they made a second suit for Empire. And you can kind of tell the difference between the two suits by the gray hair on the legs, the the thigh area. On the first movie suit, the gray hair goes all the way around the front of the legs, and it's very thin on the fronts of the thighs, like it's been worn away. And then on the Empire suits, it's the gray is really just on the sides of the legs and is brown the rest. And the second Empire suit, it's also very um, – his hair isn't as piecey. It's a little more fuzzy and and kind of um, – it looks a little less stringy. Uh, but it's it's interesting to then look at the feet and see one of them kind of looks like a, it might be even a different sculpt. I know seeing the ones that have been on tour, sometimes you see ones where the nails are very really, really pale color. Most of the time in the movies, the nails are really dark color. And then – there's also, I don't know, don't know what they would have used on this. I have to see. There's not a lot of pictures of it, but there was a, a stunt dummy Chewbacca that was used in the net scene on uh, Endor. So it's like just a big, like, you know, mannequin Chewie or whatever. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that's just a body that they put into one of Peter's suits or if they built that whole thing.
3: Because I always wonder, because I think it's <clears throat> the Chronicles book has, is that the original suit? with the They almost look like... As the darker nails and they kind of look more like real creature feet. And then is it Empire or Jedi where they kind of turn into Wookiee Moon boots a little bit?
2: A little bit, right? Yeah, it almost looks like Empire. It, it looks like they were trying to give them a little more lift. I haven't seen those shoes in person, so I don't know if that's you know really a lift or if it's just the way that particular set was done up. Um, but yeah, the picture you're talking about, I, I know that shot well, where everything's kind of laid out on the floor. That is the first movie suit.
3: Yeah, because it kind of looked like in Solo, at least, he Chewbacca still has the kind of moon boots kind of feet, maybe. So his suit
2: has a, a fairly substantial lift inside. So there's a good couple of inches of just straight platform lift, and then there's some angle to the foot, too. Um, to, to give him a little bit more because he's such a tiny little person uh, that he needs that help I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I've stood on a stage next to him. he makes me look like a puny thing. Uh, he's a very tall man, but he's a few inches shorter than Peter so I think they were just trying to even him out uh, to, to get him close to where Peter was and, and to do that he needs I think about four or five inches so.
1: Let's talk about uh, C three PO feet. Oh yeah, it was a couple years ago too. We, Gabe and I were at uh, the when they did the exhibit at the DIA in Detroit, and they had all the three PO stuff laid out. And I remember I just kept looking at those three PO feet, thinking because the, they looked like they were just hard shoes. Like the top of it would just be cutting into his ankles
2: yeah and i'm I am a hundred percent sure that it did eventually, so what's interesting with the three p o shoes at least the first movie um they didn't have soles. I don't know you know whether he was just wearing shoes underneath that or slippers or something um but they didn't have bottoms or if they did have bottoms, they weren't detailed at all for the Chinese theater um ceremony where they put everybody's footprints in the droids and Darth Vader and everybody. Rick Baker actually made up a special pair of feet so that Anthony Daniels would have interesting soles on the bottom of the feet to put into the cement at the Chinese Theater.
3: It would it would have been too disturbing if three PO had human feet when he <laughs> gave his impression. Like literally, <laughs> just,
2: this piggy went to market. This piggy yeah. went stayed home. You know? So
1: through so let me get this straight through through a New Hope when when Anthony Daniels is walking around. There weren't bottoms to the 3PO feet?
2: No, there might have been bottoms, but they weren't detailed. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough for when they were going to do this ceremony, they wanted something special. And okay. so that's where those came in. And it's funny, I had never, I mean, nobody had heard this, but Bob Burns, a uh, kind of movie historian collector guy, had these feet. And I was like, well, you have to see three PO's feet. Like he's got all great old horror stuff and things like that. And he's like, "Oh, Rick gave them to me." And so he made them for when they did the Chinese theater. It's like, well, that's oh, neat.
1: Wow. So, like in Empire or in Jedi or in any of the later films, were there any from you? What you know? Were there any ever changes to the three PO feet to get a little bit more
2: comfortable? I, you know, I don't know offhand. Uh, Gordon Tarpley would be the guy to ask about that. He'd probably know. He's your guy for that. He fetishizes 3PO's feet. No, no, I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> that's your sick thing. He probably, uh, he probably, no. Yeah, I, I would imagine, I, I certainly think in the first movie, actor comfort was probably more minimally considered compared to the later films. I think by, by the time you get to the second or third film, Anthony Daniels probably has enough clout that he can say, uh, you know, I'd like my my ankles to stop being sliced. Can we put a little padding <laughs> under here?
3: It never looks good when the droids are bleeding. I <laughs> better
2: have some moleskin or something, please, like anything. <laughs> or, yeah. well, or or if you, so, uh, I mean, we've talked about C-3PO, R2-D2. You know, you've got his... <sighs> Two foot R2D2, you've got three foot R2D2, you've got two foot where Kenny Baker's feet are in there. So he's got like that dryer hose kind of going from the body into the feet so that Kenny Baker's feet can be in the feet and make them wobble and stuff. There was even a picture out there of, oh, gosh, it was the Docking Bay 94 scene, I think, because the shot was wide enough and wasn't going to show they actually just had Kenny Baker's legs sticking out the bottom yes. of R2, and he's just, you know, walking them along. You
3: know? Yeah, I almost, it's funny because going through and looking at feet, for some reason, R2D2 just slipped my mind when, like you're saying, he potentially has the most Star Wars feet of anybody with all the variations. And
2: I mean, if you're talking droids with feet, that gonk's got a nice pair on him. You know what's funny? I the uh they got that just that big chubby two foot toe thing. And I was looking and I'm like, and not to jump around, but uh Droopy McCool has like these big two-toed feet. And I'm just like, I wonder if like Droopy McCool's species made gonks and like made their feet in his image or something.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Here's one for you guys. Okay, stormtroopers. Are they boots or are they shoes? Ooh.
2: Uh I I would have always thought ankle boots, but I mean, you know, they're they're kinda of beetle-ish shoes, <laughs> but with the elastic on the side
3: and not a zipper. Don't we ever see someone in stormtrooper boots but without the armor? Isn't there a character who's supposed to have stormtrooper boots? Who 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 are we talking about? I don't know. Like oh. is it one of the bounty hunters or somebody like that they're supposed to be wearing stormtrooper boots? Maybe maybe I'm just imagining this, but I swear there was a character that that I don't know. I don't know.
2: Boba's boots are a little similar in the, in the elastic and the height of them and stuff. Honestly, Luke's boots are even a little similar. I think there might just be a Star Wars boot style in that
3: galaxy. <laughs> all, all the boots are—they're like all two-piece boots. That's right. yeah. The tops <laughs> well, come off separately. They're like spats. Well, it's almost—I guess. Even three PO's feet are kind of in that same aesthetic, though, where they his legs kind of are like boots and kind of like feet. So it really is, yeah, that kind of whole Star Wars style of boot shoes.
2: You know, now you're you're drifting into Snaggletooth's kiss boot territory with his giant silver boots, and then with his just plain feet, and then neither of those were right. Um, it's, it's, you know, in the movie, he's actually got kind of like. Black riding boots, like a um, like most of the the imperial officers had, and then the other version of him just has these beige uh, beige beige <laughs> tall boots. But we never get to see his his fuzzy feet as as depicted in the action figure.
3: Yeah, there's kind of a whole section of Star Wars feet, which are characters who didn't have feet on screen, but were given feet at the action figure level, and some are plausible or maybe correct and some are completely made up and make no sense. So do you, where do you rank Walrus Man's flipper feet? A prime example.
2: Survey <laughs> <Serving> says and <laughs> <laughs> Show me flipper feet and <laughs> you know, it's just uh, Yeah, they were I mean they were pretty cool, but uh, but yeah, no they should have just been regular black boots. <laughs> Actually for him they, no, he's just got brown boots, I think, like, like leather brown kind of boots. Hammerhead, I think, falls under the plausible ca- uh, uh, area. And here's, here's my reasoning. The, so the original puppet is just arms and a head on a chunk of foam fashioned to be like a temporary torso. So he never had feet, but the feet on the action figure match Ron Cobb's concept art for the character. So, I call those plausible,
3: so is that the best example of action figure feet that you can think of, or who if you had to pick your favorite action figure created foot sculpt <laughs> who would, who would be on your list?
2: Hammerhead's tough to beat. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like most of the others are relatively on point. You know, even the the Wampa figure feet are fairly accurate to the big, you know, eleven foot stilt costume version of it. Tauntaun feet are pretty close to the to the life side. Oh, did you guys see the footage of the Tauntaun? It's only briefly in the first minute and a half. I think it's like one twenty five in on that documentary that just came out. Yes. Um
1: yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
2: where. They're walking a tauntaun, life-sized, with someone in the inside the tauntaun, walking it like a costume, with a stunt dummy of Mark Hamill on his back. Did did you know about that? No, I never heard of that. And I mean, how cool is it that 40 years later, this stuff is still surprising us? That we're still digging up things no one ever saw before in these movies. What about so uh, and is this this might have been something you were alluding to off the air? Uh, what about the do feet?
1: Oh, what about it? Let's let's go because <laughs> sky's the limit. Let's go do back feet.
2: Obviously, special edition crazy lizard feet. You know, giant giant bird feet, lizard do thing, big wide weird head and shoulder area. Me, I go for original do back. Which is a rubber, you know, or a a big head and a rubber tail attached to a rhinoceros body, which just has stubby, tubular, awesome rhinoceros feet that are just like, you know, Ifantman's peg leg kind of look almost, you know.
3: I will take my Dubek feet however I can get them. (laughs) I don't discriminate with Dubek feet.
2: Uh, I should have never brought it up,
3: <laughs> but yeah,
2: I that I just I love seeing behind the scenes photos where you finally see the feet, and it's just you know these very stumpy legs just coming down, and that's it. That's all that was there. But they just chat around it,
3: you know. No, the special edition foot that I was alluding to earlier was one of the Cantina editions. The the CG. Elephant face guy, what is it? Cat wall or how you, how are you supposed to say it? His action figure is probably the best action figure created feat because he comes with pants. If you take his pants off, you can see that he has little tiny legs, and most of his legs are robot stilts that have shoes on the bottom of them. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous!
2: <laughs> um, so what's funny is he's not actually CG.
3: Oh yeah, he's the double sided puppet or mask, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's they squeezed
2: the the other guy out, the snail head looking guy out by just turning the wall mask around. That's funny. I forgot, funny. About, I forgot that. about that, but you're right. Yeah, the robot legs under the pants. That's such a brilliant little, you know, play feature, if you will.
3: Well, especially because I remember buying him because there's no indication when you buy him that that's The way his legs are? Yeah. And you open it up and you're like, wait a second, his pants come off? (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: brilliant. That's really cool. So speaking of cantina feet, so uh, Pablo Didalgo and I have done all these cantina panels and we are constantly talking about the smoking shoes. You know, people have a smoking gun, we have smoking shoes. We have probably figured out more aliens just by the footwear than we have by actually getting information from people who were on set because they just don't remember. But one of my favorites was trying to figure out who was who in the band. And the Cantina Band's always depicted with high boots, like motorcycle boots, and it's because in the uh, visual dictionary, Don Bees and the guys working on the props for that, Came up with the sort of, you know, gray pants, biker boots, chauffeur's jacket for the the band when they shot that. Um, but that none of that was screen used wardrobe, and it was all just you know kind of pulled together for the um, for the book. So in the actual movie, they're just wearing gray slacks that come down to regular shoes. There's no boots, and there's very few shots where you can see it. But there's just these little peaks where you can make out, you know, the performers' shoes and John Berg on set wore these white knockoff two stripe Adidas shoes <laughs> that were white with two black stripes on them or two navy blue stripes and made it real easy to pick out that he's the guy with the band fill and he's also the Doros in the spacesuit and he's also the given alien. <laughs> um, and it's just it's like I just want to thank him and hug him every time I say, "Like, thank you for wearing those shoes." Do you realize how hard it is when everybody else is just wearing brown shoes? You
3: know. Like, Maybe someone needs to make a shoes of the cantina line for people to buy. <laughs>
2: oh.
3: <laughs> you, you might sell Which two is or a three Perfect pair. segue
2: into my new Regal Robot line of, <laughs> of cantina sneakers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's the tennis shoes you've always wanted. <laughs> Oh, goodness. You know, there's one other uh, thing, a feat from A New Hope to Empire that changes Mm. that I almost didn't count, but kind of hit in the back of my mind when I started thinking about this, is uh, the Millennium Falcon. So in the first movie, it only has three landing gear. And in Empire and beyond, it has five. It was a change made because they, when they built the full size for uh empire they realized they couldn't balance it on three so they needed to add a second pair in and because in the first movie they had only ever built half the ship and so now they built that into the empire models as well but if you watch the first movie it's only got three landing gear you watch the second movie it's got five and one of the things they put in solo was that it has five landing gear but that two of them get broken in the movie and so their idea is, in, in A New Hope, they were still broken. But before Empire, at some point, they fixed the other two. And that's why it's canon now.
3: Well, Han had all that extra money that he didn't give to Jabba, so.
2: There you go. Yeah, he put it in his it. ship. Which, let's be honest, that's where that money was going. Like
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, Here, here's one. This is, and this is the double. This is a two, two for one. Jawa feet. Tuscan Raider feet, Sam people feet.
2: You know, each of those are still in the archives. They've got examples of both, and they are, you know, their boots. They're like, you know, kind of uh, motorcycle type, cowboy type boots, almost uh, for the Tuscan Raider and the Jawas are. I feel like they're leather, but I'm trying to think now if they could have been rubber. But they're just, yeah, they're just fabric wrapped shoes, essentially. They're the I bel- my inclination would would be like as a character. Thing, that they're intended to be boots that they're wearing that are wrapped up, not that those are their feet.
1: This is something I've been wondering they, this goes to like the, like the what we were talking about earlier with like action figures and taking off their clothes. So if the Jawas are wearing like rubber, maybe leather boots, the, the kids, the actors playing the Jawas, what are they they got that robe?
2: What were they wearing underneath the robe? Uh, there is an under uh, there's a slightly darker brown, uh, like twill cloth type under robe. essentially the same pattern without the split in the front. And then you have the heavier woven cloth robe over that. Uh, what's under there? I mean, I don't dare guess. I would imagine <laughs> I'm <laughs> hoping clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it was
3: very hot, so. though.
2: Yeah, it was. So I remember, oh, gosh, Anthony Daniels telling a story about a little kid with torch bulbs taped to their face and, and just telling him at one point, it's hot and I hate it. And I just, it's like, oh, my heart breaks now every time I see a Jawa on screen. Like, no, we've actually, we're you know, with with Regal Robot, we're doing, so we're able to do these busts and characters and stuff now and life-size figures. And we've, we've made all those Chewie busts and all of that. We're actually working on some uh, Jawa life-size figures at the moment. Uh, I had a couple of people who custom ordered those. Not something that will probably be on the site anytime soon, but... the, it's been really neat. We got to go to the archives and trace the original costumes to get the patterns and everything like that, and examine everything. And uh, we did the same for the Tuscans because we've been talking about doing one of those as a life size with someone. Uh, oh, wow! It's just yeah, it's really it's really neat exploring this stuff and and sort of you know, uh, I guess taking the clothes off layer by layer on of the life size action figure, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not well, all of us have the same fetish, but it's uh it's really cool to be able to you know just look at the stuff up close and and get to sort of answer those little nagging questions you've had all along you know?
3: when they made the Jawa costumes did they make them all the exact same size and then try to find people to fit that size or? Were there small, medium, and large costumes, or did they just have to do alterations with the, the one size? Do you know?
2: That's a good question. The, there's a bunch of them in the archives, and they do vary a bit. I don't know how much of that is intentional. It is also sort of a big, flowing, you know, loose-fit robe. Uh, so it's real easy to just tighten the wrap-up. Uh, they're also getting bandoliers and stuff across their chest, so that holds everything in place in that area. Uh, if the sleeves are a little long or short, it actually kind of works okay on that kind of, you know, disgusting creature, but it's, it is interesting. Some of them have longer sleeves, some of shorter sleeves, but some of that could also just be the distressing of it because the sleeves are all roughed up. You know, maybe some were, uh, I would imagine some, like the ones for Jack Purvis were probably specifically made to fit him, uh, just as the hero Jawa, but I would think the generics, they probably just made a whole bunch and if the sizes varied they, they probably did what you guys said, you know, just like, all right, you're a little bigger, here you go, you're a little taller, here you go. There's that one giant one that's like C three PO sized. Like I don't even <laughs> I, like no one ever talks about him.
3: That's Carl the Jawa. He, he married into the Jawas as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe He's, maybe it's Carl. Like maybe <laughs> that's like he tried being a Jawa, and he's like, "This is hot. I, I hate it. I don't like. You know, I want to go go to Cloud City. I hear it's nice there. You know." He met the
1: Ognats, <laughs> and he's like, "You know, these these are my people. These are my new people. You know."
2: Yeah. <laughs> is the, if we find an outsized Ewok with a you know particularly dodgy head, like that would just be great. The <laughs> Carl trilogy. <He's, laughs> <laughs> he just puts on a fake, like just a mask with a bad fur on it. No, guys, how many walks?
3: So, so, yeah. so, look out in the background and return of the Jedi for a, a naked man with just the with just the head thing. On.
2: Yeah, or he's still got the Ugnot outfit on, but he's um, so Ugnots. We don't really get to see their feet. Bosk probably gets the best foot close up out of anyone in the trilogy.
3: I was going to say, "Empire Strikes Back" is the the hot spot for Star Wars feet. That scene on uh, of the bounty hunters is like, <laughs> what they just pan across at foot level. <laughs> yeah,
2: although we don't see IG88's feet in that shot, and that's one of those ones where you know, here's a successful action figure foot. The the feet on the IG88 action figure, which are, I guess, loosely are two feet. I I never doubted those feet for a minute. Like, they
3: just feel right. Well, and those are the feet on IG-11 and Mandalorian now, right, too? Did they they just kept those feet? How great is it the way that they
2: move IG-11 in that show? You know, like, he... (laughs) You, kn- you know he's CG, but they added that shutter and that little waga-waga at the end of every move where it's like the move ends and everything shakes a little. Like you feel the impact of that joint. Uh, it's just, oh my gosh, it just feels so right. They did such a good job with that.
1: When I think about it, it it's like it's a dream. It's like it, it's, it's, I have to remind myself that it, it really happened, that all that IG-11
2: stuff was real. But you know, speaking of droid feet, two one B doesn't mm. doesn't really have any feet uh, as as a prop. The action figure there, pretty tiny feet actually, considering. A little yeah. hard to picture how he balances on those, yeah. but, you know, I'll let him have it.
3: Do you know? Because I was thinking, oh, they finally made his feet in, the deleted stuff from Rogue One, and I was looking in the the like visual dictionary because I remember there was pictures of Sagrera had a two one B. And I was like, oh, they showed his feet. And then I went and looked, and there's no pictures of his feet in that either. So I don't know if they—it looks like they made a new one for the movie, but I don't know if they made feet for him or not.
1: Was it, Gabe? Gabe, though, was it in Clone Wars? Wasn't there a 2-1-B in Clone Wars that had the action figure feet? Probably. Tom,
2: what can you tell us about Yoda feet? Surprisingly, there are two different sculpts for his— uh, for his individual left and right feet. Uh, which, And I only say that's surprising because having seen them up close, they are virtually identical left and right. And I just think about myself as, um, you know, a budget conscious FX person that you would sculpt one foot and say, well, this is a pretty symmetrical foot. I'll just make that the other one too. Especially when it's going to be tucked under a robe and you're barely going to see him. Uh, but yeah, he's got... Foam latex feet that come up to about the knee, uh, which, of course, on him is not very high. And he's got sort of, uh, what is it, three toes in the front and one little toe in the back. Kind of yeah, pretty bird feety kind of look to him. I'm trying to think,
3: don't we get a good shot? And I know we're, we're leaving our original trilogy here. But in Last Jedi, the Yoda puppet in there, when he is laughing, no, he's stomping his feet. We don't see his feet.
2: Well, you was, do see the bottom of – I think you see the bottoms of his feet when he's digging into uh, Luke's gear at one point and his little Yoda butt mm, sticking up. And yes.
3: Heads. In Empire,
1: you do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. And then in, in Jedi, when he's tucking himself into bed, you get a real good Yoda fit moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, why'd you have to say it like that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's it's all, all the All the creature feet all builds into Return of the Jedi where there's just – the, the, the feet per second of the movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we already touched on Droopy McCool's toes. Um, some of us more than others. Uh, <laughs> so uh, how about the the one pair of human feet in these movies is Ula. Is she, or does she have sandals?
3: Uh, oh, I guess she I, has sandals. Uh, she might have had ballet slippers on oh no she has sandals she has sandals on
2: right yeah yeah but they're they're pretty minimal but yeah you get a good look <laughs> at them when, when they're, they're on the trapdoor at one point for a shot
1: the the gamorian guards yeah they got sand and the gamorian guards feet are basically just like big human feet like they got toes and toenails and stuff
2: yeah yeah they're just straight up big human feet they're <laughs> the um yeah, just basically giant feet. And so how? And I mean, to go back to Mando for a second, how cool is it that Favreau teased a Gamorrean for season two?
3: Oh, I mean, we're, we have a calendar where we're counting down the days until the, <laughs> the Gamorreans show up.
2: Right. Oh, my gosh. Max Rebo. Yes. All we see is his feet. We never even see his hands, because his hands are his feet.
1: Let's repeat that again for people. Yes.
2: Let's say it again. Those are his feet. They're coming out of his big bubbly butt, which if you go around the other side, he has. And he has nothing from there. There's no diaper. There's no little elephant feet. There's nothing. He is is only what we see.
1: Which, that's another difference between the Kenner figure and... The rea- the reality of the real thing that is Return of the Jedi.
2: <laughs> I would love to see them do a, a proper action figure of Max Rebo, where he mm. doesn't have the feet, and he's just you know actually what he's intended to be. Um, so that's one of the one of the pieces we restored with uh, the film archives, and when you see that costume proper, you're, it's so evident that that's what they were going for, and I think. Part of it is just the nature of putting someone in that costume. Your elbows naturally can't stand as high as they wanted them to. So it just starts to look like arms. But the yeah, the intention was always that that was his butt on the back and those are his legs. He also, underneath his trunk, and I, and you barely see this in the movie and behind the scenes uh, pics, but he has a little smiling mouth under his trunk up high. Um, oh and, and it's so cool, um, but like, I never even thought it was there, but I'm like 90% sure it's even on the action figure. And it's every once in a while, Kenner did that sort of thing. They would find something in these behind the scenes photos and they would just nail it and you would have never even looked twice at it, you know? And yet there it is, you know, you flip him upside down. He's got a little mouth under there.
1: I know we, we've discussed this with you on the show before a million times, but that's just what I love with the the Jabba's palace creatures—just the absolute insanity of some of those aliens. So who designed? Who designed? Do we know who who's responsible for the Max Rebo design?
0: Who? That's a
2: good question. I don't know. Kirk Thatcher would probably know. Tippett would probably oh. know. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure specifically. But, yeah, I mean, with the, the Jedi stuff, it all came out of the maquettes. So, you know, the you just it would just be tracking down who sculpted that particular maquette.
3: There are more wonderful feet in Jabba's palace. Ifant Mon has got some wonderful big three-toed feet and wrinkly legs to go along with them.
2: Kind of like the Rancor's feet, too. Like the big chunky toenails like that, that like elephant foot kind of look. Sort of elephant slash rhinoceros looking. Love that.
3: A man man has some really interesting feet as well. They're almost like big, smushy crescent moons or something. Yeah, that
2: make me want like a croissant, sandwich, you know, yeah.
3: <laughs> or, or, or like a, a an omelet or something.
2: Right, and he's kind of <laughs> pigeon toed too. You know, it's yeah. all kind of warped and pointed in, and it's just he doesn't look like he'd function you
3: know like <laughs> he really needs that cane that stick yeah, right <laughs> like
2: I, I don't think i don't think you work
3: <laughs> what about i always loved hermiodal
2: uh just uh, as a creature in general like he just looks like some sort of medieval character you know just wrapped in things and he's just got these big pointy medieval looking shoe feet um that are gigantic and do look like they could support his massive weight so you know, kudos there.
1: The, orig- the original Yuzum that was uh, up against a stick
2: on the
3: wall—he had some incredible feet. His shoes—some more shoes to add to the, uh, the the Star Wars shoe line.
2: Yeah, that medieval peasant-looking shoe. Like they—they—they yeah. they, they went with it. They were like, "This yeah. is a thing."
3: When they're and his are like a size too big. It's like he's borrowing his older brother's shoes or something.
2: Uh, his older brother, musum, you know I don't yeah. know <laughs>
3: <laughs> old, old them <laughs>
0: uh,
2: <laughs> salacious crumb has some pretty good sort of spindly bird like feet uh, very similar to um size noodles feet, actually, now that I think about it, oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. both have that sort of knobby curled up hammer toe kind of thing happening, and the um yeah. Hmm.
1: I wonder if Max Rebo, as the leader of the band, brought other people into the band based purely on their feet. Because if you went by that logic, it would make sense.
3: Yeah. Why? If, if, you know, your whole race of, your whole species has feet for hands, you're really going to be really into feet. That's like you're going to be
2: focused on that.
3: Droopy McCool has incredible feet. We've talked
1: about
2: that. Big chunky two-toed feet right there. Size Noodles. Very interesting feat. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, I mean, let's leave the special edition band out of this. Like, this is a core group. (laughs) Special edition is like when they they got a little too big and they went on that tour where they brought a whole extra backing band, (laughs) nearly bankrupted things. They found out their manager was stiffing them on money. They each developed a different addiction.
3: The, I was gonna say the harmonica player's yeah. got nice feet, though. <laughs> which, he does. Which is probably, I really Max Rebo hired him.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, though, you've said that about a lot of bands. Like that—that <laughs> <laughs> that Neil Young with the harmonica, nice feet. You know. Yeah.
3: Uh, what can I say? <laughs>
2: Beyond Jabba's palace. So here's here's one that I, I always f- found issue with Admiral Akbar, right? Giant squid head thing uh, needs a special neck on his shirt to get his giant head through it. Big Popeye armed flipper hands, and then just regular human feet and light shoes. He's good. I, I I'm assuming it was just a budget thing. I don't know, but like I always looked at him and thought like. Shouldn't he have some big, crazy red, you know, fish feet? Uh, or something like it seemed weird to me that human shoes could contain whatever
3: was under there. Maybe because you know, when uh, don't when lobsters molt, like their skin gets really soft, so maybe when they're like molting, they put human shoes on <laughs> so, so that they're so when it hardens back up, is that way they could just they can. It's easier to buy. It's cheaper to buy shoes that way.
2: Moncal binding. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Oh, I'll bet there's campaigns against it on his home planet. <laughs> you know. Oh gosh. Is the uh, there's the bear flipper movement for people who, like they want to be free? Burn your shoes.
1: Yeah, we, we we don't know. I mean, we see these Mari characters what one two days out of the year. What's the rest of the year like for them? We
2: don't we don't know. Like you go to his quarters and his boots are next to the door and he's got like one of those little those little um, bins that you put outside the pool to wash your feet in, you know, <laughs> filled with just a little bit of water. And he's like, ah, oh. <laughs> just big, ugly, red. Like no way these could fit in. Shoes feet are just soaking as you walk in. You
1: know? um. <sighs> I love it. Yeah, I never thought about that. But yeah, that makes total sense, especially thinking of their those big flipper hands, the mag
2: magnitude hands. Yeah. I mean they've gotta there's there's those compression wraps that mm-hmm. they use for people where they're you know, if you if you're starting to get uh fluid buildup and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, he could use one of those. He'd he'd even have something to say about it. He oh. could say, It's a wrap. <laughs> 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 I don't, I mean, the only other ones that I put were, I mean, obviously the Ewoks, you kind of have to talk about Ewok feet. The thing is, I know, I, they're just kind of fine. Like, I don't really, there's nothing kind of wrong with them. They, yeah, they're appropriately sized. They look like they could support them. It's kind
3: of cute. Like,
2: all right. Ewok feet, we're good. <laughs>
3: They're kind of what you would expect.
2: Bold choice with the three toes instead of two. I know that's more work. I, I always respect somebody that does that. <laughs> you know, anytime I see a movie where they have multitudes of aliens and they all have you know two finger hands, I know that someone somewhere is going, well, it takes us a lot less time to seam and uh, you know clean up the edges on two fingers than it does on three or four. Yeah, you know, these are things you think about. But yeah, that's. That's I, I think those are I think we hit a lot of, uh, dare I say, high points They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> and they might have been right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: are, are, are we giving up? Are we defeated? Uh. <laughs>
1: So Tom, on your end, Regal Robot, we saw you just introduced a ton of new products on there. What what can you tell us about that?
2: Oh man, um, like like so often, I, I think people don't necessarily appreciate um, the the big effort behind the scenes when it comes to licensed stuff. But yeah, we, it's it's really it's like giving birth when you put a new product out. The uh, so yeah, we we just put out five new things from the Mandalorian, uh, which. Obviously, we're all huge fans of the show, and um, we kind of have a range of things going from on the small side, we have a little stand that came out for the little five-inch mythosaur skull, the armorer skull, the metal-looking one that we made that came out just before Christmas, uh, and now we also have a 17 and a half inch tall version of that same awesome chromy metal skull uh, that really pairs nicely with the bone one we did years ago um, and is a pretty wicked piece of decor. We took his mud horn signet, which we got to see before the show came out, which was neat, um, but didn't know when it was going to air in the show. So we were kind of working on product ideas for it the whole time and, and not knowing like, when are we even going to know what this is? Like we just saw the, the signet, you know? Um, but so we turned that into a cool plaque and the, the idea there is it's, it's 11 inches tall and it matches nicely with the, uh, the yellow backed mythosaurus skull, the bone skull plaque that we do as well. Um, and kind of expand in that line of kind of like mid midsize stuff that hangs great on a wall is maybe a little bit stealth geek too. Like it's cool looking, but it doesn't scream nerdy star Wars necessarily. Speaking of screaming nerdy star Wars though, um, <laughs> we took, the uh the little charges that he has those those bombs that he sticks on walls and they seem to just stick to things and we thought well you know we can do magnets that would be a really neat magnet to make um and we got to examine one of the real props and we we got to mimic the the detail on the bottom of the prop that you never even see in the show on a sticker on the bottom of ours um and it's got a red lens and stuff and it's um that one's real fun and uh when we pitched it we actually pitched it with the magnet on a refrigerator with a little post-it note that just said babysitter needed and <laughs> the reflection of the Mandalorian in the fridge. And they didn't let us use that in our marketing campaign on it, but it was still, that was our pitch for the, it was like, this would be fun. And then just the super nerdiest thing that we could do is we took the ice cream maker that shows up again in the Mandalorian as the Camptano uh, of best car. And, Made that into a pencil holder for your desk, and it comes with a pencil with a little topper that has a an ignit uh, of a uh, best car on there, and the uh the it's real neat the cover comes off but you can also sort of twist the cover so it's either totally closed and you can put like candy or valuables or whatever you want in it or you turn it half open and you can put your pencils and stuff in it on your desk and i don't know that's just the sort of dumb nerdy stuff i like that's incredibly
1: cool yeah when the pictures came out i know i was just like oh of course of course. <laughs>
2: that's that's what you want. Like you want it to feel inevitable, you know? You yeah. want it to feel like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> you know? Every once in a while we'll hit something where we're like, nah, that maybe that was a little too out there. But I think a lot of times we're I feel like we're we're pretty well hooked into uh the the property here.
1: Yeah, so incredibly cool. And of course we'll have uh all the links uh for Regal Robot in the show notes and on everything if people want to check all that stuff out.
2: Cool. And we are, you know, obviously with everything that's going on right now, you know, everybody's running kind of bare bones staffs on things like that. People are working from home. Uh, we're still taking orders on everything. And, uh, we're a small business up in here and up here in uh, New York and, you know, appreciate all of our customers and everybody who's, uh, bought in on these these things already and um you know just kind of looking forward to things getting a little more back to normal and starting to get stuff shipped out to folks and uh getting back into making things but in the meantime you know we're we're able to continue to develop and dream and we have so much in the works um, for this year that it's going to be very interesting to see I you know we're going to have to see where the rest of 2020 takes us in terms of when we release this stuff but there's there's stuff we're working on that's going to blow you guys mind there's a lot of fun things we're working on
0: vader chewbacca and 18 other action figures all from kenner star wars the empire strikes back collection each sold separately at participating stores you can check specially marked packages for details on how to get the secret figure new boss alien bounty hunter not available in stores yet free with four proofs of purchase from any of the empire strikes back action figures offer expires may 31st 1980 Darth vader chewbacca boba fett and other action figures each sold separately from kenner star wars the empire strikes back collection
1: Apple Podcast reviews, you know the deal. When you're done listening, go over there. If you write a little something nice about the show, we'll read your review on an upcoming episode.
3: And after that, check out our website, BlastpointsPodcast.com. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you sign up for the Blast Point Super Chill Group.
2: I love the <laughs> Super Chill Group,
1: man. And this what <laughs> this weekend, when this episode comes out, we're doing a live chill group viewing of Return of the Jedi on Saturday night right how can you oh, wow. yeah we're all going to be watching Return the Jedi at home and commenting along as we watch it that's fantastic yeah look out for some Gamorrean feet it's the perfect time
3: yeah. <laughs> right even if you don't have time to watch the whole movie at least tune in for the feet the Gamorrean feet then you're free to go
1: <laughs> if you want to support the show in a different way we have our patreon where we're doing weekly Clone Wars Reviews Recap episodes every Saturday over there on the Blast Points Army on Patreon.
2: If folks want to find me, they can go to um, TomSpinaDesigns.com or RegalRobot.com and they can follow at Designs or at RegalRobot everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all of that stuff. Pinterest, go do it. It's fun. We post a lot of fun stuff and we would love to have you.
1: But that wraps up episode number 211 here, where we're talking about Star Wars Feet. Tom, we love having you on so much. I don't know <laughs> if we told you before, but we...
2: Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I'm just always grateful for you guys to, to bring me in to just talk nerdy for a bit. It's always a blast. Uh, just so much, so much fun. And... Um, yeah, we. It's just nice to laugh, you know. And yeah. Every time we get on, there's a lot of laughs, and I feel like that's that's always a good thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. This has been amazing. Thank you once again, Tom. Like you said, good to laugh. Yeah, and I recommend everyone to follow you on every social media they can because it's tons of fun stuff. And we need fun. We need fun stuff.
2: Absolutely. Now more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. We never. We. They said it couldn't be done.
3: And. <laughs> Yeah, here we find ourselves. And the the jury's still out on that. We'll see. (laughs) I
2: I was going to say, having reached that summit, but yeah, I mean, you could go that way too.
3: I say, I don't know if we've set the bar really high or really low for whatever the next time we have you
2: on. Well, then (laughs) I look forward to going over or under it.
3: (laughs) All right. Well,
1: on that note, thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye bye. Good evening, everyone.
0: May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.
2: was only slightly ridiculous. <laughs> just, a, just, <laughs> just a little bit. It's
1: beautiful. It's great.
2: May the force be with all of you.